Everyone is sticking it. Everyone is at least marginally talking about it. What are the Magic going to do about Wendell Carter? And when is he going to get right? We'll dive into some of the early numbers and reset that story. Plus, it's time for a standings check and a look at the stats in December. We'll get to that on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Magic today is December 29th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to talk a little bit more. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. I want to reset those numbers. We're going to talk more about Wendell Carter's issues since coming back. Why patience is still the word, but why maybe there should be a little bit of a shorter leash. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. Plus, we'll do standings check and take a look at the stats for the Magic in December. Try to figure out what is going on with this team. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, this great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA to search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. Don't forget the Orlando Magic take on the New York Knicks tonight at 7 Eastern time, the final home game of the 2023 calendar year. The Magic looking for their first win at the Kia Center. Or, I, I mean, they've won plenty of times in the building, but since it was named the Kia Center. And you can catch every play of the Orlando Magic's home broadcast, home or away, on the SiriusXM app. Go to this SXM app and search for Orlando Magic today. Okay. We talked about this yesterday. I had some numbers. I hadn't quite updated them over the last two games. Um, but... It's something that I get asked about a lot. It's something I see talked about a lot in magic chat rooms and magic circles and, and the magic people that I talk with. Uh, you know, my cousin freaking text, texted me and said, hey, I'm trying to defend Wendell Carter. You got any numbers to help me? And, and I said, you know, I have some, but the overall picture is not good. And so I want to spend, I want to give it, you know, we talked about it at the end of the episode yesterday. I do want to give it, proper due because it is a big issue for the Orlando Magic. It, it is not the issue for the team. I, I want to make that clear. Um, we'll talk about some of the issues for the team uh, coming up here at, at toward the end of the episode because the issue for the Magic is not something that a Wendell Carter, Goga Batadze switch is going to fix. Yes, it, all the numbers do say that the Magic are better with Goga Batadze on the floor, if the Magic had to win a game tomorrow, I would tell you start Goga Batadze. If the, if the Ma- if, you know, Magic have to win a game tomorrow, obviously. But um, if the Magic were in a must-win situation, if they were in a playoff series, I don't know if I would have Wendell Carter even out there right now. Um, at this juncture, yes, Goga Batadze is a better 
uh, or is, is playing better? Is, is someone more consistent, more reliable in the short term? But as I've often explained to people, the reason why Wendell Carter is in now is because it's not about today. As much as the Magic need to win, and the Magic do need to win, we'll get to that in a minute, uh, as much as the Magic need to win, they're also playing for April. They're also thinking about what's going to help us win the games matter a little bit more. And, and it's not regular season games mattering a little bit more. It's the play-in tournament. It's the playoffs. Who's the player that's going to help us win those games? And at the end of the day, the Wendell Carter the Magic had last year that averaged 16, almost 16 points per game, averaged eight rebounds per game, that shot 53% for floor, was a 35, 36% three-point shooter. That Wendell Carter, that player, helps the Magic a ton. Because he's not just a great offensive player. He's an excellent defender. And that's what the Magic are banking on. The Magic are not going to change their starting lineup. Wendell Carter has played five games since coming back. It's been a week since he was back from the injury, from a 20-game absence for more than a month out. It was going to take a little while for him to be healthy again, for him to play at a level that we could say, okay, he is fully healthy. For every great play that he has, and he's had some good plays. He had some two very nice blocks on Thursday's game. I did not think he played particularly poorly uh, on Wednesday against Philadelphia. Um, I thought that he did some good things, but obviously it's not enough. And both it's a, both a problem and insurance that the Magic aren't playing in his full complement of minutes. They don't trust him enough to play his full 30 minutes per game. He's averaging around 15, 16, 17, 18. He played 21, I think, on Wednesday. He's not playing his full complement of minutes yet. And that, honestly, it's it's a statement that, yes, Goga Batadze has been very, very good and remains very, very good. But it's a statement that, yes, they don't quite trust Carter yet. He hasn't quite built up the stamina. He hasn't quite built up what the Magic need to see from him to be successful. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, the Magic still gets some value from Wendell Carter. So let's run through the stats. Let's just run through the numbers here. The counting numbers since returning last week are not strong. 5.2 points per game, 5.2 rebounds per game, 21 minutes per game. Again, he's usually, he's usually around 30. He's not making plays right now. That's okay. It's not great. But he's not making plays right now. Overall, he's shooting 10 for 23 from the floor and just two of nine from deep. The counting stats are bad. But look, the Magic have survived with Goga Batadze as a center. Goga Batadze is not much of an offensive player either. You bump Wendell Carter's minutes up to 21. He's going to get a, at least another basket. They're averaging about the same from a raw numbers perspective. Last year, he averaged 15.2 points per game, 8.7 rebounds per game, shot 52.5% from floor, 35.6% from deep. That's, that's the window Carter we want to see. In the past five games, though, the Magic have a net rating of minus 15.8 points per 100 possessions with Carter on the floor. That includes a frustrating 100.4 points per 100 possessions. Now, again, I want to repeat this because you know when Batadze's on the floor it's not it's better it's not a whole lot better it's like 105 106 a the sample size is too small to say anything and b a Carter Batadze flip isn't what's going to fix this team if the magic want their offense to operate better 
They're going to need Anthony Black to have games like he had Tuesday night in Washington. They're going to need Franz Wagner to make history. They're going to need Paolo to continue being efficient as a scorer, which, which his, scoring, his scoring hasn't dropped off, but his efficiency has dropped off a ton. It's worth pointing out then that the Magic starting group with Jalen Suggs and Wendell Carter, so Jalen Suggs, Anthony Black, Wendell Carter, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, has a net rating of plus 16.2 points per one to possessions in 39 minutes together since Carter returned. It's a 109.4 offensive rating, not great, and a 93.2 defensive rating. That is good. Flip out Jalen Suggs, who was hurt for some of those games for Gary Harris, and it's bad. Minus 51.2 points per one possessions, 80.4 offensive rating. 27 minutes together, small, small sample sizes. Do not take any of this as like gospel. It says like, ah, you see, I'm not going to take it as gospel. I'm telling you not to take it as gospel. But I will tell you that it is a sign that, okay, there might be something that works if we let it continue. So there, there are positive signs there. I, I, I think that has to be stressed that there are good things that Carter's doing, but no one can deny, whether it's by the eye test or by the numbers, that he isn't the Wendell Carter we expected or, or the Wendell Carter the Magic need. In the first five games of the season, at least he was defending at an exceptionally high level. Opponents shot 13 for 30 at the rim, according to data from Second Spectrum, uh, with, with Carter defending the rim. That was the first five games of the season. And the five games since he came back, they're shooting 14 of 19. That's the kind of stuff that has to change. Further, opponents are shooting 54% against Carter as the closest defender, which is two percentage points better than expected. Uh, obviously, before, um, before the injury, it was different. It's worth noting then, and we have to point this out, it is worth noting then that in the same time period, the Magic have a plus 0.6 net rating with Batadze on the floor, including a 115.9 defensive rating, which isn't great. But Batadze is largely playing at the end of halves. We have to take context into consideration. And again, these sample sizes are simply too small to make conclusions. So what can we conclude? We're not going to make conclusions, but we're going to make some conclusions. First, the Magic have to give Wendell Carter continued time to get healthy. He clearly looks a bit uncomfortable. He's not as aggressive or or assertive as he needs to be, perhaps, on both ends of the floor. That part just has to come. And it's been a struggle. And I think even Wendell would admit that it's taken maybe a little bit longer for him to get into the swing of things or, or be the kind of player he knows the Magic need him to be. The only way he's going to get there, the only way he's going to get the conditioning, the only way he's going to get the rhythm that he needs is if he plays. The only solution right now is to play him. And continue to hope and continue to put him in positions to be better. If there's one thing the Magic maybe are struggling with right now is putting their players in positions to be successful you know, there's a lot of there's not a lot of structure to the offense, which is both a good and a bad thing, in my opinion. Um, they have guys running point that aren't natural point guards in Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner, and to some extent Jalen Suggs, and some extent Anthony Black. They've got to work a little bit harder to make everyone comfortable, and and I think that is part of what's happening here for the Magic. I will get to some of those numbers here in a bit. They have to be patient. 
The question is how patient can they be? Because the reality is this is time the Magic have to spend and it's December. It's okay to spend that time and Carter's not going to get better necessarily sitting and waiting for his hand to fully heal. It's healed. It's ready to play. The Magic clearly believe they need him because as good as Goga Batadze has been, and again, if I had a game to win tomorrow, if I had a must-win game tomorrow, I'm playing Batadze more. I Right now, Goga Batadze is a better player than Wendell Carter. We know that is not the case when they're at their best, but that's the case right now. And the reality is the standings are getting tighter. And as we head to the new year, I think it's time to do our first standings check of the season. We're going to talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Prize Picks. Look, I had a great Prize Picks weekend. It was a holiday weekend. There are all these great bonus picks, all these great bonus selections, all these opportunities to make some money on prize picks. And guess what? I did it. I had a clean sweep weekend. And sure, I'm conservative. I only bet $10. I made like five times my money this weekend. I am so happy. And I'm going to try and roll that back over into another fun weekend on prize picks this week. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy, plain and simple. Those other fantasy games, you're, pick, you're trying to figure out this confusing salary cap. You're trying to figure out what a point is. You're, you're competing against all these sharks that know what they're doing better than you do. Only you know better than you do. Only you should feel better than you do, or whatever confusing statement that I just made. The reality is, with prize picks, all you have to do is pick, pick two to six players and project whether they'll have more or less than their projected amount. It's that simple. You're not competing against anybody, and it's straightforward and easy. You can maybe make it a little complicated, perhaps with the specials league, where you combine two players from different sports, like LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10 and a half combo of three pointers made and receptions. But still, that's pretty easy to follow as you're watching sports, which you're doing anyway. PrizePix even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. If a football or basketball player leaves in the first half and does not return in the second, that pick gets returned to you. It's that simple. Again, PrizePix is simply daily fantasy made easy. Go to prizepix.com slash LockdownNBA and use code LockdownNBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, go to prizepix.com slash LockdownNBA and use code LockdownNBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. Don't forget to check out the Locked On Podcast Network's 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's the first ever national sports streaming, 24-7 streaming channel on the platform it's here for you covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts like me of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel today. Okay, uh, I am probably breaking some rule that I don't really want to break right now. Um, we're going to do a standings check. I was in the back in the media room at the Kia Center on Wednesday. The Magic had just lost to the Sixers. You know, I'm writing my article. I'm watching, you know, Twitter as usual. Everyone's talking about the Knicks Thunder game. And honestly, I had the itch to say, like, ah, it'd be kind of nice if the Thunder won this game. You know, kind of erase that. The Cavs beat the Mavericks. 
we're already doing a little bit of standings watching. Admit it. You're doing it too. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. We're new to this. It's it's fine. Honestly, before we dive into the standings, because things have changed in the standings quite a bit, um, the Magic have fallen back to the pack a little bit. And so now we find ourselves in a tight playoff race, including a tight playoff race to avoid the play-in tournament. At this point, avoiding the play-in tournament is one of the most important things that can happen because Indiana might be the eight seed. And sure, I'd love to see Indiana Orlando here in Orlando for a big play, you know, for a big playoff-like atmosphere game. We saw that on Black Friday against the Celtics. A play-in tournament game here in Orlando would be wild. And I'd love to see that. I'd also love not to see that and just make the, make the dang playoffs because that's more important than anything else. I don't necessarily trust this Magic team in a single elimination game, uh, even at even if they have two games at home. Now, I trust this team at home a lot. The Kia Center's rocking, but yeah, you, you don't want to put yourself in that situation where you know you have two games to win one. You know, but facing Boston's fine, facing Milwaukee's fine, whatever it's whatever. Um, but we are in the midst of a playoff race, and we have to acknowledge that at this point in the season, we're not even halfway through the year. It's still more about you than anyone else. Um, so I'm going to give you the standings. We're going to talk a little bit about where the Magic stand in the Eastern Conference pecking order. But keep in mind, at this stage, it is still about your team. You're not worried about standings watching. You still control your own destiny because there are still, what, we're 30 games in the season. There's still 52 games to play. That's plenty of time to make your own destiny. And at the end of the day, that's, you know, the Magic set themselves up well. Um, the Magic set themselves up to have this bad stretch. So here's the standings right now in the Eastern Conference. Boston, after their win over the Detroit Pistons, are 24-6. and six. Milwaukee's at 23-8 and eight in second. Philadelphia's at 21-9. and nine. Those three teams have really separated themselves from everyone else. The rest of the East standings, though, 4, 5, 6, and 7. This is the group that we're going to be in. 4, 5, 6, and 7 is the game. Miami's fourth at 18 and 12. They own the tiebreaker of Orlando. Orlando's fifth at 18 and 12. Cleveland is now sixth at 18 and 13, despite their injuries. And maybe they'll fall back to the pack. Maybe they'll they'll come off this kind of little high that they're on. New York, whom the Magic play on Friday, is 17 and 13. And Indiana is in the mix still at eight and eight at 16 and 14. Essentially, the Magic and Eat are tied for fourth in the Eastern Conference at the moment. Plenty of games still against Miami. Don't worry about that. They're a half game ahead of Cleveland for sixth. They're a game ahead of New York in, in, se- in seventh. So their game, uh, their game, a game separates them from from going to the playing tournament. And they're two games ahead of the Pacers for eighth. Two games separates fourth and eighth in the Eastern Conference right now. That's not unusual. That's what happens. Here's the trick, though. Of the teams in the top six of the Eastern Conference, the Orlando Magic are the only team with a sub-500 record at the moment. They're four and six in their last 10. Every other team is is above 500. The Knicks are five and five in their last 10. Indiana's four and six in their last 10. New York was kind of up there with with us. This is kind of what happens. We're just going through a little bit of a lull right now. Here's the part that concerns me about the standings, though. The Orlando Magic this year are 10 and three, against teams with records below 500. That's two losses to the Brooklyn Nets, who are 15 and 16, and of course a loss to the Atlanta Hawks at 12 and 18. 10 and 3 is pretty good. 
Um, you know, Boston's nine and one against those teams. Philadelphia's 14 and one against those teams. You got to be able to take care of your business against teams that are below 500. And, and the Magic have largely done that. They are eight and nine, however, against teams with records above 500. Philadelphia was only seven and eight. It was a big win for Philadelphia to beat Orlando. Miami's only five and eight, one of their wins over Orlando. Cleveland is nine and 12, one of those wins against Orlando. So you don't see, you know, only the elite teams are above 500 against teams with records better than 500. So what the Magic have to do, and, and they're not going to get a lot of opportunities to do this. Friday's game, it's not a must win, but that's a, that's a game when the Magic have to make sure they're right. Because A, you know, they won two after their four-game losing streak. So, you know, they they won that. Then they lost on, on Wednesday in a game that, frankly, felt like they should have won with all the absences Philadelphia had. Um, tough back-to-back. So, you know, again, there's there's a lot of factors working against Orlando there, too. Friday's game is a is a must-win, not only to end this two-game home losing streak and regain some confidence at home, regain some good feeling, you know, get back to five and five in their last 10 games, kind of reassert where they are in the standings. It's important to, because we're going out West and the Western conference road trip coming up this week is not easy. Um, It may look easy by some of the teams with records, but it's not easy. We're at Phoenix on Sunday. They're 15 and 15. I know they're going through a lot of stuff, but Bradley Beal is due back pretty soon. That's a different team when they have, all three of their guys, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, are still Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. You're not going to sleep on them. Um, you get Golden State, who's also 15 and 15, and Chase Center is a tough place to play. You go to Sacramento, who's 17 and 12, and Denver, who's 23 and 10. The bottom line for the Magic is this: you know they're looking at a two and two road trip right now with the schedule the Magic have faced and, and, and everything else. Orlando's trying to hold the ship steady. And the reality is when you're just holding the ship steady, when you're going five and five, you're going to lose some ground. You're just kind of biding your time until you can make a little push again. You know, it's, it's, if you watch formula one, you're the magic have to manage their tires right now. Um, if you're a golfer, like this is, this is, I think I've used this analogy a ton. The magic got to grind out some pars right now. They got to find some wins where they can find some wins. They're going to right now, they're going to shank some, some balls into the woods they got to rescue themselves and just get a par. You don't need birdies. You don't need eagles. Don't go pin hunting. Put the ball in the middle of the green. Make your make your two putt and go to the next hole. That's kind of where the magic are right now with this schedule. And it's going to lighten up mid to late January. It's going to lighten up heading to the all-star break. Everyone knew that this was going to be the case. But Orlando's in the hunt. And Orlando's in the fight. And they just got to find a way to keep their head above water until they can pick up some momentum again. Some of that's going to come when Wendell Carter's healthy again. Some of that's going to come when Mark Alvoltz is healthy again. A lot of that's going to come when Joe Ingles is healthy again. Um, and Jonathan Isaac in for defense. There's just a lot of work this team still has to do to be a great team. Look, we spent a good chunk of November sitting at second or third in the Eastern Conference. We all felt great feeling we were an elite team, but we all knew that that was going to be short-lived. Now we're getting our comeuppance, and now we're trying to figure out how does this team manage to keep winning, stay in the hunt, and make their push at the end of the season when you should be playing your best basketball anyway? Friday is a big check of that. And so I want to close today's show by talking a little bit about how the Magic, what the Magic look like when they're keeping their head above water and where they need to improve. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. 
But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. Uh, it is getting a little chilly here in Central Florida. It was cool walking out of the Kia Center on Wednesday. It was, it was a little chilly down on the field at Camping World Stadium. But all the offers on FanDuel, whether it's the NFL, NBA, college football, are staying hot. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season or continue the NFL season today. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. So, you know, I've thrown a lot of numbers at you, and, and look, uh, a lot of what's going on with the Magic is, A, teams are starting to figure them out a little bit. Um, you know, teams are figuring out their defense a little bit. Um, they're going through a pretty prolonged shooting slump, and and this is a young team learning how to win, learning how to play with confidence. They haven't, you know, they're not playing a lot of bad teams right now. So they're, str- you know, they're struggling to play against teams that know what they're doing. I mean, no better contrast than that. They score 70 points in the paint against an awful Wizards team, and they score 40 in the paint against a Sixers team that, yes, didn't have Joel Embiid, but they know what they're doing. This Magic team is still figuring out what they're doing. And so I think what we're seeing in December especially, I want to go over the December numbers here in a minute, um, what we're seeing is a team that is figuring this world out. Um, you're going to hear me say this a lot as we get closer and closer to the trade deadline, especially a lot of the season is figuring this stuff out. Um, you know, there, there's no trade that's imminent. The Magic aren't making a trade tomorrow. If they make a trade, they'll make it at the deadline. But a lot of this season, they knew was going to be these growing pains. And in fact, a lot of this season is that growing pain. The point of what they're trying to accomplish this season is to make these mistakes and fail at them, or, or learn how to react to them in real time and still find success. Um, you know, so much of what Jamal Mosley's talked with us about in the media is learning experiences, is taking a, you know, making a mistake and learning from it immediately. You know, not like saying, okay, we were going to look back at the tape and learn from this so that, you know, yes, you're doing that too, but it's understanding how to adjust in-game at, at a high level. And, and, and that is something this magic team is still figuring out. And and honestly, like it's not that they're catching anyone by surprise. They took advantage of soft spots in the schedule. They did exactly what they're supposed to do. They had a six game homestand. They won all six games. That's what you're supposed to do. They go on the road. They face bad teams. They beat them. That's what you're supposed to do. And so now what the manager are trying to figure out is, okay, how do we measure up against the best teams in our conference? How do we measure up against the Boston's, the Philadelphia's? the Miami's, how do we measure up against them? And how do we make sure that we play our game? How do we even define what magic basketball is and win these basketball games? That is, that is the, the, the problem to solve this year. And again, it's not that failure is okay. Failure is not okay. Um, but it's okay if you learn from it. And learn from it quickly. You don't want mistakes to linger. 
Uh, and that's kind of the roadblock we've hit here in December. Just looking at the numbers in December, this is just December. The Orlando Magic are actually 22nd in the league in net rating at minus three and a half points per 100 possessions. Now, there have been some blowouts in there, but overall in December, they're five and seven. They are having a sub 500 December. They have to win both their final two games. It's New York on Friday and Phoenix on Sunday to get to 500 for the month. You would not have thought that in November. That's not that's not kind of what we were expecting. That's not kind of what we thought would be developing in this team. Now, you look at the teams uh, in the bottom 10 in net rating. This is just the bottom 10 in net rating. There's only three teams that have like decent records. Or four teams, actually, now that I'm looking at it. Um, no, three teams. I'll say three teams. Uh, the Magic are minus three and a half points per 100 sessions at five and seven. Utah Jazz are minus 4.8 points per 100 sessions. They're seven and six. So they're winning games despite bad stats. And then you have the Memphis Grizzlies at minus 4.8 at six and seven. And again, obviously, John Morant came back for them. Uh, Orlando has been dealing with injuries, and that certainly hurts them. But you look at the markers that tell you whether the Magic are playing well, and there's been some slippage. For example, in December, so just December, the Magic are giving up 115.2 points per 100 possessions. That is 11th in the league. Now, what's important here is for the Magic to be a playoff team, to be the caliber of team that we think they can be, they have to be an elite defense. And the defense has seen the most significant slipping. Um, again, Wendell Carter's only been back for a month. And so the reason why I think it's okay to keep investing and waiting on Wendell Carter is because, yes, like I said, if you're trying to win a game, if there's a must-win game tomorrow, if the Magic had an in-season tournament game tomorrow, I'd say Wendell sits out, play Goga Batata. He is better today than, than, than Wendell Carter. But you look at the numbers, that's not exactly, um, that's not, a, you know, Goga Batata's numbers aren't exactly telling us that the de- that he's fixing the defense, that he's playing great defense. And he is, he is playing good defense. But um, there's issues elsewhere. Um, you know, I think Paolo Bancaro has been a little bit less engaged defensively. Jalen Suggs has been in and out of the lineup. Jonathan Isaac's been in and out of the lineup. Obviously, offensively, Joe Ingles has been in and out of the lineup. Um, the Magic are missing some really key players that just make everyone else's job easier. Um, the Magic starting lineup has been losing its luster for a little while now. Ever really since the last week in November after Thanksgiving, that starting group, you know, used to be the top, you know, one, you know the Magic used to be the best first quarter team in the league. Now they're kind of in the middle. If if that, they've fallen off a ton. And the starting group especially is not is struggling in its minutes. Um, and so you see these things and you're like, okay, A, are teams taking the Magic more seriously? I do think that is the case. I do think teams are taking the Magic a little bit more seriously. Uh, you look at, you know, the Athletic put out that article saying the Magic are the worst shooting team in the league. Orlando is 25th in the league in December and effective field goal percentage of 52.3%. Their true shooting percentage is at 56.4%, which is uh, 23rd in the league. The Magic aren't making shots right now. And at some point, we're all humid. You miss enough shots, especially missing enough open shots, and you're going to you're gonna uh, give up a little bit on defense. You're going to pull some slack on defense. The good news is, and, and this is worth writing about, the Magic's turnovers have come down a little bit, only 13.2% turnover rate. That's 15th in the league. That's that's Their, their turnovers are not the issue, but... Again, you look at some other markers. They're 10th in the league in defensive rebound rate. 
Their uh, offensive rebounding was a huge factor for them early in the season. They're 21st in the league in offensive rebound rate. Again, something Goga Batadze is very good at, but Mo Wagner is getting fewer offensive rebounds. Goga Batadze is getting fewer offensive rebounds. You know, you could say maybe Wendell Carter is getting fewer, but um, this was a huge factor during the whole, during the win streak was the magic. We're getting rebounds. We're getting offensive rebounds. So again, Orlando's struggle. And then maybe there's just some bad three point luck involved there too. You know, Cleveland hit a bunch of threes, Brooklyn hit a bunch of threes, Miami hit a bunch of threes. Um, Orlando's biggest struggles are still the same though. They have to play elite defense, which they haven't been this month. They have to make up for their lack of three point shooting by winning the free throw battle by winning the paint, by getting offensive rebounds. And right now, they're not getting offensive rebounds. At this point, we understand what the Magic's formula for victory is. It's, you know, win the paint, win the game. Said that yes, yeah, said that on yesterday's podcast after the loss of the Sixers. It's win the free throw battle. They need to be up around 26, 27, 28 free throws per game. Um, 30s, 30s, even better. They need to average, they need to score 55-plus points in the paint. If they're closer to 60, even better. Um... They need to they need to win the free throw battle. They need to defend well. Um, you know, again, maybe they give up a few threes here and there, but reducing turnovers, getting setting up their half court defense, that's kind of been the stuff that's slipping. And again, you don't have a lot of time to work on it. You know, we're coming off a game where the match on a back to back, and they look like it. They look like they were just their thought their thought processes were just a step off. Um, we know what this team is capable of doing. We've obviously raised our expectations for what they can do. Now it's just about executing it every day, and we're in the dog days of the year. It's it's finding that motivation and finding that consistency. It's it's finding it, um, and the Magic just kind of have to find it right now. They, they they've lost it. They need to find it. Um, there's 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 no other way to say it because there's been considerable considerable slipping that has hurt this team and cost them games, and they're doing a good job. Five and seven is pretty solid. Um, considering their schedule, considering the things they've gone through, it, it, they're not out of the race. Like I said, they're in the race still. As long as we don't have a two and twelve month like they did in January 2015, I think it was 2015. Um, they'll be fine. We're we're almost at that 19 and 13 that makes me very scared. If the Magic split these next two games, which I suspect they will, um, 19 and 13 is the same record they had the Scott Skiles year. So I, I'm a, I'm a little scared. Not gonna lie. Um, we've been through this, but I don't think this team's going to do that. I think this team will continue to keep its head above water. Yeah, they might slip in the standings. They might finish sixth instead of in that 4-5 series. But we know as long as they get themselves to the All-Star break, they're playing with confidence. The, all, the, the schedule after the All-Star break is going to give them the opportunity to make up some ground. Um, right now, they just got to find wins. And they got to find themselves in the process. And that's, that's really the big key uh, for the rest of this month and heading into January, which will also be a very difficult month for this team. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tuner in Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all phone based on podcasts to your podcast enables and device for latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. And also be sure to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub, at patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. I truly uh, give you some extra articles, some extra insight, some video, some video playbooks as well. Um, definitely, uh, definitely something to check out. And, and I truly appreciate all of your support. Going to have a fun, fun January. I'll have a big announcement and some fun stuff coming for you in January and hopefully uh, some more fun stuff uh, in the great beyond after the first month of 2024. 
Don't forget to check out the Locked On Podcast Network's 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. You can get the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel today. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. We'll be back tomorrow. we got two more episodes in 2023. One might be straddling the line. I haven't decided. I may go live on New Year's Eve. We'll see. Um, but we got at least one more episode in 2023. We'll chat about the Magic's game against the New York Knicks tomorrow. So until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross. We're Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.